We are on a quest discovering who we are in Christ, not because we are a man-centered church. We desire to be a Christ-centered church, and we just completed a 60-Sunday series going through the Gospel of John, declaring who Jesus is every Sunday. But you know, He is great, and He has befriended us. That doesn't mean we are dinglings. But if we think we are, we're not walking in the full benefits of His greatness. You guys are awesome. The Lord is doing something in you, making you like Himself, predestined you to be conformed to His image. Have you found First Peter chapter 2? The context is talking about the Word of God. In fact, let me just begin the previous chapter, verse 22, quickly. He said, since you have purified your souls or your lives or your minds in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God which lives and abides forever, because, and then he quotes a verse from the Old Testament, all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man is the flower of the grass, the grass withers and its flower fades. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Can we say forever? Forever. Those are verses from Isaiah chapter 40. Now, this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Coming to him, coming to who? The Lord who is gracious. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up, We're being built up to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect or chosen, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. That's from Isaiah 28, verse 16, verse 7. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, and then he quotes from Psalm 118, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. So those of you that are disobedient to the word of God, guess what? The one you don't like is now the chief. That's his Native American name, chief cornerstone. And, and then he quotes from Isaiah 8, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. What is offensive about Jesus? Didn't he come to save the world? Yes. Didn't he come to not condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved? Yes. Here's what offensive. He said he's the only way to the Father. He also basically said the world's already condemned. I'm your way of escape. How arrogant could he be? Unless it is true. You may not like to drive down 377 to Fort Worth, but the truth is that's the best way to get there. Unless you have a helicopter. I want to go another way. Well, good luck on that. They stumble, being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. 
But you are a chosen generation. Can we say chosen? chosen. A royal priesthood. Can we say royal? royal? A holy nation. Can we say holy? holy? That means set apart. His own special people. Can we say special? special? That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Verse 11. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles. That when they speak against you as evildoers, that is, unbelievers, that when they criticize you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. I think that refers to their salvation. May they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. If we're persecuted, Peter goes on to say, if you're persecuted, may it not be for evil, but it may be for good. You know, some people are picked on just for being good. Let that be the reason you're persecuted. May it not be for being a moron or something. I'd like to speak to you today on the subject, you are chosen. Can we say that? You are chosen. You are chosen. Noah was chosen, Abraham was chosen, Isaac was chosen, and of all people, Jacob was chosen, Joseph was chosen. What an honor, but I think Joseph probably thought, man, could you choose somebody else? Moses was chosen, Saul was chosen, David was chosen. The first 12 apostles were chosen, Judas was chosen, Paul was chosen. God chooses people. And you are chosen. How are we chosen? Number one, we are chosen by God himself. He has the ability to choose. If we're created in the image of God and we have the ability to choose, do you not think the God whose image we're created in has the ability to choose? He can choose. He can make choices. We are chosen by the one who chooses. Now, before you get all high and mighty, I've been chosen. Look at what that means. 1 Corinthians 1, 27 to 29. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. He, God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. Why? And the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are. Why? That no flesh should glory. In his presence. So being chosen is a humbling thing in two ways. What an honor to be chosen. But he doesn't always choose the sharpest tools in the box. I know that. Some of the churches I grew up in. I know my brothers and sisters in Christ during my childhood weren't always the sharpest tools in the box. We had a couple in my daddy's churches. This is one story I'll tell. I have to stop otherwise I get off on tangents, they lived on ELM Street. And you would say, 
you mean Elm Street? No, we live on ELM Street. They would always correct you. And you know, originally, Shake, they were from Louisville. <laughs> Sorry, that was just free. What can we say? <laughs> How are we chosen? We're chosen by God himself, and we are chosen corporately. We are chosen as a people. The people of God are chosen corporately. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul tells the church in Thessalonica, Greece, We are bound to give thanks always for you, brethren, that's a plural word, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth to which he called you. So we as a people are chosen. I know sometimes we get a little too individualistic in our culture. And sometimes that spills over into our Christianity. And God does love us as an individual. But George Jones had it wrong. Me and Jesus don't have my own thing going. We and Jesus have his thing going. Amen? May the me generation wake up to be part of the we generation. All right. But we are, having said that, we are chosen personally. As I shared earlier, God chose men. Like Enoch chose him, took him to heaven. Elijah chose him, took him to heaven. And one day he's going to take the chosen out of here, according to the Scriptures. We are chosen personally. Paul's salvation was definitely a choosing, because he's on the road to Damascus doing wrong. And the Lord apprehends him. Gives him a wake-up call, and he responds to it with repentance. Who are you, Lord? And becomes a believer and becomes a mighty leader in the church. So God commissions a leader, Ananias, to go minister to him. Told him where he's at. Said he's there. And Ananias just couldn't believe it. Says, Lord, this, is, this guy's bad news. And look at what Jesus said to Ananias. He said, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. He was chosen to bear the name of the Lord before Gentiles. Any Gentiles in the house? Anybody have a New Testament? Big part of the New Testament was this chosen one, bearing the name of the Lord before us. He was chosen personally, and you are chosen personally. Fourthly, we are chosen before the world. Before there was a twinkle in your mom's eye, you were chosen. Look at what the Word says. Ephesians 1, 4 says, Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. So He chose us before the world was, that we would be His holy people, and that we would live blameless lives, and be in love with Him, and loving one another. This is His will, and He chose us to walk in that. Will you accept his choosing? The next verse reflects the next statement. Number five, how are we chosen? We are chosen because of grace. Paul goes on to say, verse five, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. The words made us accepted in the original Kone Greek language is the word karitao, which means to be highly graced. 
It's used in the New Testament in one other place. And Gabriel said it when he visited Mary and said, You have been highly favored to bring the Son of God to the world. So we've been highly favored. We've been made accepted. How? By his grace. We're chosen by God. We're chosen corporately, personally. We're chosen before the world began. And we're chosen because of grace. How many are thankful for amazing grace? Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. That saved. An alcoholic. Failure. Agnostic. Partier. Liar. Drug addict. A wretch. Like me. I once was broken. Resentful. Helpless. Depressed. Out of control. Abandoned. Selfish. Self-destructive. Angry. Confused. Just lost. But now. I'm sober. Happy. Peaceful. Grateful. Free. Alive. Forgiven. I'm found. I was blind. To God. To faith. To love. Pero ahora, yo veo. I see that I matter. I see past my problems. I see my Savior. I see grace. Amazing grace. Twas grace mark of this sermon and I just want to pause and pray. Lord, may your grace be received by every person in this room. In Jesus' name, may we all have our own interpretation of those lyrics of being lost and being found, being blind and now seeing. Thank you, Lord, for your favor that you've chosen to give to us. Why are we chosen? We've already seen that we're chosen to confound the wise and the mighty, the popular. We're chosen for those things. But also, we're chosen to be built up into a spiritual house. This is back to the corporate choosing. We, like living stones, are being built into the Lord's house. This congregation is one of those expressions but the Lord's house is expressed in multiple ways in this town. Some people say, Granbury has too many churches. I say, no. If you filled them all up, we wouldn't have room for 20% of the people. And only 18% of our citizens claim to go to church. 
and I know our town probably have more churchgoers per capita than other towns. So when I read the national statistics of 60% of the people going to church, it's like there's a dead monkey on the line somewhere. Somebody's lying. First Peter 2 verse 4 tells us to come to him as to a living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, chosen by God, and there are times you'll be rejected by men, as living stones are being built up a spiritual house to offer up spiritual sacrifices and praises to the Lord. Why are we chosen? To be God's own special people. 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says, We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people. Verse 10, Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. In the Old King James Version, the word special there is a peculiar people. And preachers, when they would read this passage, would always make us turn to our neighbor and say, you're peculiar. It doesn't mean weird. It means unique. It means special. He's chosen us. That makes us special. May this word not only bring humility to us and gratitude to us, but may it bring wisdom and maturity to us. So that if you don't get chosen to play on the team you want to play on, it doesn't ruin your day. If your article doesn't get chosen to be printed in the paper, it doesn't ruin your week. If you don't get chosen to sing in the solo, it doesn't ruin your school experience. If you don't get chosen to be married, it doesn't end your life because... From the vantage point of eternity, you have been chosen. And none of that stuff, when that day comes, is even going to matter. So may you walk in light of the Lord's choosing. And be glad when somebody gets chosen to be honored in this temporal world. But no, you're already honored eternally. Why are we chosen? We're chosen to proclaim His praises that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Why do we sing? Why do we shout? Why do we declare good things about the Lord? Because we've been chosen to do it. Jesus told the woman at the well in John 4, the Father is looking for worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Are you glad that he found you? He chose you and I to sing hymns, songs, Spiritual songs, new songs for His glory. Why? He called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. He put a song in our heart. And worship is a natural thing. It's the way we're designed. We're made to worship. Even unbelievers worship. You ever been to a football game? There's a whole lot of praising going on. A whole lot of extreme, undignified rejoicing going on. You go to a secular concert. Man, people are crowding the stage with their hands raised. First time I saw that on TV, I thought, why are they raising their hands? Because it comes natural, man. <laughs> Worshippers. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for calling us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Our worship has content. It's eternal. It's not about some pigskin crossing the line, although they don't make footballs out of pigskin. Why do they call it pigskins? Did they used to? Somebody Google that. Fact check the pastor. Why are we chosen? We are chosen. This is the greatest one, I think. To obtain God's mercy. 
We were people who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Obtain, receive, possess mercy. Are we enjoying the mercy we've obtained? Well, I used to, but then I messed up. There's a psalm in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant. Every other verse says God's mercy endures forever. His mercies are called tender. His mercies are called eternal. His mercies are called compassionate. If our all-knowing God chose to extend mercy to you and I, and we should mess up our lives, do you think suddenly He's going to withdraw His mercy? No, His mercy endures forever. It's His kindness that leads us to repentance. It has to be that way, because He said so. You have obtained His mercy. Enjoy it. When you need to taste it, confess, Lord, I've been wrong. I've gotten off track. I need some mercy. Dan Dean sings a song, When I could not find mercy, mercy came running to me. If you've obtained mercy, enjoy it. Why? You've been chosen to. Why are we chosen? We're chosen to live pure and honorable lives. Verse 11. Beloved, I beg you, as sojourners and pilgrims, that is, as fellow travelers, as aliens, as visitors to this planet, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. The word soul there is suke. We get psyche from it or psychology. It refers to our life. It refers to ourselves as a whole being. It refers even to our minds. Fleshly lusts, if you yield to them, will cause pleasure, but sooner or later it's going to bring bondage to you. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak of you as evildoers, they give God glory on the day of visitation. Judas was chosen, but he did not abstain from fleshly lust. He wanted money. He wanted power. He wanted to take matters into his own hand. He didn't want to have to trust in a God he couldn't see and in a Jesus who's going to die. Took matters into his own hands and killed himself. Abstain from fleshly lust. You've been chosen. Enjoy it. Walk in the path to which you have been chosen to walk. This chosen path for you. You've been ordained to it. By grace are you saved, Ephesians 2, through faith. And that, meaning faith, is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which we have been chosen or foreordained to walk in. Walk in the Lord's choosing. And we are chosen to be fruitful for the long haul. Look at what Jesus told His disciples. You did not choose Me, John 15. I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. He chose us to be fruitful for the long haul. Which sometimes means there's going to be prunings in our life. There's going to be discipline in our life. 
but we have been grafted into the vine, hallelujah, because the Lord chose us. We were, the Bible says, a wild branch, but he grafted us in. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Every branch that abides in me will bear fruit. You didn't choose me. I chose you that you would bear fruit and that your fruit would remain. You may look at your life and say, man, I don't have any fruit to show for all my years of living. Hold on. Don't quit. You've sown some seeds. Harvest is coming. But abide in the fact God has chosen you. If you need His mercy, call on Him for it. You've been chosen to receive it. Back to that story of the guy that bought a ticket or had a ticket given to him to travel from the old world to the new world. And when he, when he arrived at the new world, he was greeted by the captain at the gangway. This was way back in the day. And the captain says, man, I never met you in the dining room. He says, oh, I couldn't afford to eat. So I, I started me some cheese and crackers. He says, well, let me see your ticket. And he says, look here in the fine print. Meals provided. You can enjoy your journey between the now and the not yet. Read the fine print. Mercy provided. Amen. Amen. You are chosen. We began the service today with singing that we're friends of God. He's not a fair weather friend. But he's a friend that befriended us. He chose us. One of my son's best friends befriended him back in 94. Before they were teenagers, we moved into our home at Mountain View Estates. And Brad Cooper, who's grown and lives in Burleson, his parents go to church here, Roy and Rosemary. But Brad knocked at the door, Zane answered the door, and Brad said, You want to ride bikes? In his prepubescent voice. And they laugh about it now. They'll call each other, Hey, you want to ride bikes? And Zane said, Yes. And they took off riding bikes and became friends for life. What a great thing to have a friend that befriended you. We have a friend that befriended us. A friend for life. belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light.